You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. We are back with another Short Shift podcast, the final one of the 2021 calendar year. Boys, hockey, hockey's so sick. Like, literally fucking sick, right? It's so sick, bro. It's so sick. <laughs> so I'm so sick, fucking bro. tired of this storyline, but it's it's not going away. The World Juniors are starting to get affected. Like, it doesn't matter how we're ingesting our hockey right now. It's no matter what we do, it's getting fucked up. But uh, NHL seem to have gotten their way. We are not yep. going to the Olympics. The NHL yep. is not going to the Olympics. Andrew, there were some thoughts today from uh, some notable Bruins. Why don't you lead off and just jump right into what Marshawn started saying. So Brad Marshawn uh, set his phasers to kill this morning. He posted on Twitter, the NHL and the NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so that they don't miss any games and don't lose any money, which was already agreed upon that the players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they love lost during the p- pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed. And yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor the agreement that they made that so the NHL players can go. Please tell me that's not bullshit. And for all of you who want to pipe back about forfeiting pay while being gone, yeah, not a problem. Let the players make their choice. I love that last line. Yep. Oh, I am I am counting stacks. I got hundreds in the safe. I don't give a shit about the money. Let me go play. Uh, Marshy. My view is I still agree with what the NHL with the NHL's decision overall considering the quarantine rules, the three to five week quarantine rules, which would have fucking sucked for anybody involved. But I understand Marshy's I'm absolutely here for Brad Marchand basically being the voice of the players in this and not going with the rote, well, it's disappointing, but da 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 da. No. The, some of these some of these guys, it's their dream to represent their country. Marshawn's one of them. Steven Stamkos is a guy who's never gotten to do it. You know, and he he might never do it now. Yeah, he basically it's, always has a broken leg whenever the Olympics comes around. <laughs> yeah, it's either a broken leg or a broken immunity or whatever the fuck. And, you know, you feel, you feel for guys like that. So while I agree with that, I agree ultimately with the NHL stance. I, I would love to hear more players sound off like this. I feel like it's going to it's going to happen. Now that Marshawn kind of broke He's that glass. He's probably the only one who feels this way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this kind of thing is, uh, we're going to sound hypocritical, I think, at some point in this podcast, because all of us were so gung-ho of, like, shut the season down for a week, right? With the information we had, we were like, shut it down. I get where the players are coming from. I think because we're so much farther away from the league than the players are, all of us were able to, before the season started, and all three of us said this, I believe, before the season started, we're not going to the Olympics. The odds of that are so fucking small. The league is waiting for an excuse to cancel it, and they will. And, of course, they did. This was pre-written in the fucking stars. Like, maybe it's because we're so far away that the players were too close to it, didn't see this. But it felt really obvious to the rest of us that this is exactly the move that was going to get made, right? I feel like it was obvious to Marshawn. He kind of alluded to that in general, like that they were just basically waiting for a reason. And and granted, yeah, this is probably the best possible reason for them, like the most logical reason and something that we kind of foresaw. But 
it is it is wild to me that this is happening but I, I i do feel for guys like marshawn because this may be his last opportunity like going to the olympics is is every athlete's goal yeah. like everybody wants to go that's that's the pinnacle to represent your country winners every four right winners every, winners four. every four they yeah, do the um the what was the world cup of yeah not whatever but that, the hockey but that's no that one doesn't cares, count though yeah. yeah none of them and really no, give a shit about real. it I, I think marshy has two golds from that yeah i think and, and uh, don't get me wrong they still it's still representing your country on a grand scheme or a, a grand stage but it is it's not the olympics and so many players opt out of it that yeah. it doesn't feel like we beat team canada like well did you did you yeah. beat team canada when half of them just went in c team mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. right it's it's tough because this is where I, I want to talk a little bit about this, and I, I'm going to sound hypocritical, and this might come off as a little ignorant, but when everything first got shut down, we all kind of went, okay, all right, we needed to get it shut down. We need to get this back under control. But over the next week, you heard from every team, and every team said the same thing. Well, no one has any symptoms, or at worst, they have mild symptoms, because everyone's fucking vaccinated. All of them. Like every 99.9% of the league other than Bertuzzi is vaccinated. No one is having symptoms enough to keep them out of a game. I, I, maybe I'm missing reports. I don't know. But to me, I'm kind of sitting here going, okay, well, maybe we do kind of just let them play. Maybe if all of them kind of go, you know what? None of us are having symptoms. It's not like two years ago where guys were coming back and they weren't feeling right everyone's fine so again this is me working off of the information i have now it's a bad take though because it just takes one case to be serious for all of Mm -hmm. us to go that was a bad idea yep Mm -hmm. so where where do we draw the line i wonder because if you have a guy so who was the latest one coil just went down yeah yeah so i think it's 10 days minimum something like that it's about to be five so yeah, Why the not? CDC is kind of changing the rules as they go along, which is sort right. of giving credence to everybody saying it's like, you know, follow the science, follow the science. But the science is, you know, changing every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to turn to a vac- vaccine argument. But if you are vaccinated and you have no symptoms after three days, you just tested positive. Like I could have had it by now. I'm vaccinated. And because I don't test daily, I would never fucking know mm-hmm. because the vaccine's working. So I, I just, there's a piece of me that's kind of like, well, after five days, just go, okay, you're good. You missed two games, go back in. You don't have any symptoms. Sure. You tested positive. Yeah. I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it is because of breakthrough cases or whatever you want to call it. It is a dangerous precedent to set. And I don't think Gary Bettman and the NHL are the guys to, uh, to kind of <laughs> fucking trailblaze that, that mentality maybe but maybe not because the money's there if they do trail i don't give a fuck about the money and and they do they do but that's the problem like that so you're you're basically putting out something into the universe where the league could benefit but it doesn't necessarily benefit the human beings that are actually playing the game right if they if they have low symptoms or or non-existent symptoms some some of these guys have said straight up like "I, i pop positive but i'm asymptomatic that's that's the general discourse for this entire covid era i guess uh personal story my cousin is uh popped positive this week and was completely asymptomatic mm-hmm. tested mm-hmm. again today like three four days after the initial test and it came back negative it could have been a false positive or it could have just been asymptomatic he did recently get a booster that could show up for a pcr test mm-hmm. uh, still in your system uh, because there's obviously a little bit of the virus itself in the fucking vaccine itself but there's so many different elements to this but ultimately it's you, you said you said a few minutes ago that we're like going to contradict ourselves because we said like all right this is starting to get out of hand let's just shut it down until the end of the year let's shut it down for like a week week and a half the point of that was mostly because we had like seven players right out and we're just throwing together whatever team like that's not a representation of what our team is or what any of these teams are calgary throwing out a fucking busload of nobodies to play two games before the shutdown like that's not montreal's montreal is playing 31 million dollars under the cap tonight against tampa bay 
Yeah. It's that's it's, ironic as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think of it that way, but I love no, but it. Thomas, I think you're, you're making a good point with it. And it, it's frustrating for me because you hear from all the players and they're like, I just want to play, man. I don't feel worse. Yeah. Like, yes, I, I tested positive. And in fact, everybody in the room has at this point and two players have mild symptoms. Yeah. Like it's nice to hear the vaccines working. Right. Mm-hmm. And you think about who was the wild prospect that got it bad two years ago. Rossi, I believe. I'm not Marco sure. Rossi. Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi. So yeah, it was Marco. No, it was Marco Rossi. He had, he also had, um, my mitochondrias mitochondrias or whatever it's yeah. called yeah. that's the worst it. case scenario that's what you're worried about happening if you go all right guys we'll get you back into the game four days after you test positive as long as you're vaccinated and you have no symptoms after 72 hours yeah and you're yeah. worried about one guy getting it because you let somebody go back to play and it ended up being a a situation like that now he's almost fully recovered i think he's still dealing with some of the stuff lung wise yeah, he had long covid yes so and that's the kind of stuff that makes me cause have cause for pause for being like okay you know you'll wait five days and if you're if you're good if you're fine you're fine it's just exactly you know, what i'm saying that's the whole yeah that's the whole thing yeah. about this is that you know personal story for me my girlfriend my girlfriend popped covid over the summer she is still experiencing covid symptoms she has a uh, par- parosemia parosemia the thing where you your taste is out of whack sure i don't uh, i don't know what it's called yeah no yeah it's and uh and still still having occasional still still having occasional you know heart scares you know what i mean but you're right ian in the sense of like this is all new information that we're getting in terms of you know mild symptoms and stuff like that and and your opinion is sort of shifting towards you know let them play you know what that is that's being open to new information and basing your opinion off of that instead of just being instead of just being blind instead of just you know sticking to one spot i think i think there's room for both i think there's room for you know at some point we need to get on with our lives but at some point but we still need to understand that there needs to be caution exercised Something interesting about this situation, which I thought was kind of funny as I was driving home from work last week, I just popped into my head. We can't treat the NHL that is 100% outside of Bertuzzi vaccinated, like we're treating the United States where one out of every three people is not vaccinated. There's a massive difference there. There's a very controllable group and a very non-controllable group, as we've seen. Again, this isn't a vaccine versus non-vaccinated argument, but I think we touched about this a little bit uh, last episode. I think episode. it's how to live with COVID. It's, yeah, we touched on it a little bit last episode about, well, are we overreacting? Because we, we all, they're all vaccinated. And I think maybe a little bit of a, yeah, maybe I was a little overreacting. Because I was, you said, Thomas, you said it was, well, there's only seven guys that are still part of the team that are playing. And you're right. But also, my mind was also coming from like, man, well, what if these guys get knocked out for a year because he's having lung issues? And I'm, it's kind of like the vaccine just didn't exist in my head because I was so worried about COVID doing the worst. I don't know. It's just, it's a hard line to draw, especially when all the players are basically saying, I want to play. Yeah, I mean, players so want to play. Like, it's just, but for me, it's just, if if you have that large of an outbreak where it's multiple teams, it's multiple players on multiple teams, it's it, to smash the reset button and let everybody like, okay, let's all isolate just for like a fucking week and a half. Let's just get through this and then we'll take it again at the top of January. That's not that big of a deal to me. Is it, is it a big deal when I'm coming home from work and I'm just like, man, it'd be fucking great if there was a Bruins game on tonight. Like it feels like forever, but I mean, we're kind of used to it with the way that the schedule has been since the start of the season. So it's not terribly, it doesn't feel terribly different than it, than it did even a month and a half ago, but we've played our last game of 2021. Yeah. And we played it where we'll be going on two weeks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) No, Thomas, I think you make a good point. I really do. It's, it, there's reasons to slow it down 
And if that week and a half, if, if my point stands, the vaccine's doing their job and people only need four or five days, then shutting it down made more sense than ever because yep. you only needed that week, week and a half. Yep. The Bruins now, though, are staring down a worse situation than we thought because we said 56 games in 103 days. It's a mess. Now it's 56 games in a, I think it's 99. Mm-hmm. Which that four days makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's. I don't even know how the schedule is possible. Yeah, the amount of injuries this team, ton of like, back to backs. It's there's going to be a ton of back to backs. We're going to have a ton, a ton of injuries. We're going to be practicing less. Like that's step one. A lot less practices. There's going to be more optional skates than practices, and you're going to see a lot of people opting out from that. But uh, this is this is going to be a dogfight within just this team to even get through the rest of this year. So the idea of this team, like kind of swinging upwards and, uh, and breaking away from this 500 hockey that we've been dealing with for the last couple months, I don't have good feelings about it. Like I really don't. It's, this is a big time uphill battle right now for this team. Well, they're saying the right things right now. Bruce Cassidy is uh, Bruce Cassidy said today that they're treating this like a mini training camp, Mm -hmm. which is how you kind of have to look at it. I think there's Um, benefits because the chemistry sure. hasn't been there. Mm-hmm. So, but we also have guys missing from the training camp. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what are you going to do with the chemistry there? Right. It's an uphill battle. It really is. Like you said, and we will have, this team will have all the excuses in the world. If it doesn't make the playoffs, it will, it will have every excuse to pull out of the bag. This fan base. And not one it. of them will be, That's... not one of them will be listened to by this fan base. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. they, in the, in the sense of real life, they shouldn't be. Guys, you have a job to do. Let's see if you can, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and do it. I, I really believe in that. Like, look, you have more challenges ahead of you than a lot of other teams right now. Let's see if you have that, that heart and grit to get through it. That might not be what I'm saying in three weeks if well, someone on the production line goes down. I but, think what you're going to be saying in three weeks period is just going to be a lot of swear words. Well, that's probably a given, honestly. Yeah, yeah that's a no. good bet. That's a really this good is, bet. This is going to be a very be angry swear words. Yeah, this is going to be an angry podcast for the next couple months, I have a feeling. But hey, I, I believe it. if this team can make a push, what an unforgettable season this would be. Mm-hmm. If this team oh, can yeah, for sure. make a run in the playoffs, the problem is even if we make the playoffs, we'll be limping into them. Yeah. <laughs> be exhausted. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's brutal. This would be a really interesting season. Really, really interesting. It's like a and it's like a second season. It really is like a second season. And I don't know how the NHL. I don't know how the NHL is going to do this. We've already switched our next uh, game against the Habs, which was supposed to be a Bell Center. It's now going to be a TD Garden. Yeah, um, the twelfth, I believe, January twelfth. The twelfth, yes. And uh, there may be a uh, special guest. In that game, uh, news has come out today that Tuka Rask oh. may be suiting up for Providence to get ready before signing a contract. How does it feel now that it feels real, that it's almost official? It feels real. We've all known this was happening, but now it kind of feels more real now that they've announced this. You want a really unsatisfactory answer? I, I always do. It's not real to me until he signs a contract. I just, I know we're going to talk about it when he goes to Providence and starts warming up and he'll have two really bad games in Providence. He'll be like, oh, fuck. And then we'll overreact about that. I don't look right now. I need to take the team as it is and see some progress. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about a defensive goaltending right now. I know we can look at all the advanced stats and goaltending isn't doing enough. Fine. Whatever. Maybe if we scored some goals, you know, you it's remember a good theory. that? Yeah, a good right. Theory for this hockey team: play with a lead, mm-hmm. some confidence, two goal lead, so the goalie feels loose, and you know what a concept. Make mm-hmm. me a coach. Fuck. Oh, I'd they be a better Jeremy coach Swayman than David taking, Quinn. They had Jer- oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Lokal, when are you coaching Team USA for the Olympics? Because that's what David <laughs> Quinn is doing. <laughs> we should we should circle back to Rask, but let's hit this real quick. Uh, why do people think David Quinn is a good coach? BU. 
I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody on this podcast thought he was a good coach. Like any, anybody listening to this who has been listening to us for this, this entire year, this entire calendar year, we've talked about Dan Quinn on this podcast at least five or six times. And it is always frustrating. It is always, it's never in a nice light. Like I'm not a fan of this fucking dude whatsoever. Two weeks ago, my mother-in-law saw him in mystic connecticut eating pizza by himself looking like a fucking alcoholic dude looked like he absolute looked like, trash you showed us that picture he showed i didn't us know who it picture. was at first you showed us that picture and i swear to god he looked like a dad that just lost his kids yeah i'm uh, not kidding. oh god Jesus. what a brutal fucking statement first of all <laughs> i was you know what i did for lunch I sat outside a pizza joint eating a couple slices of pizza with a beer and I probably looked exactly how you're describing. I don't know, dude. He looked like <laughs> destroyed by the sun. He looked somehow like, you know, like when you go down to Florida and there's a dude who just lives on the fucking beach, like yeah. his skin and just his teeth were yellow and shit. Like he looked like he looked like somebody who's getting paid $3 million a year to not do shit. That's what he looked like. <laughs> What? And he was what? taking advantage of every single moment that he could do no shit. Yep. Yeah. But, and now he's going to coach Team USA. Yeah. Good for him. What the fuck? Uh, what are we man, doing? He was bad in New York. He had a great recruitment run with BU. Good for good for you, I guess. Like, God. Anyway, it's fine. I will never forget the game that we got the angriest at david quinn i don't know if you remember this thomas but i i certainly remember it it was when the bruins had just taken a two nothing lead it was a sunday afternoon game and there was a net front scramble in front of georgiev and nick richie's fat moon ass landed on top of georgiev's neck I remember this game. I wasn't on the and pod at this point, but I remember David this game. Quinn stood there while his goalie was motionless on his stomach, face down on the ice, saying nothing, doing nothing to nobody, just not giving any in instruction. And he got up, he shut the cobwebs off, and he and he just like he just stood there with that vacant stare on his face. And we're like, hold up. Do you not have any Thing going on in that head like fucking call somebody fucking get the spot like the concussion spotter literally had to come up to him and was like get him out mm -hmm. get him out of the game yep. that's just basically that, his coaching style he's that, just an, he's just a husk <laughs> yeah now that i know exactly the game that you're talking about and we fucking laid into coin for that because it's like bro it's bad enough that you're not really paying attention to this team, but when you see a player go down like that, like, how are you not stopping play? How are you not screaming for the ref to grab him? Like, protect your players. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't long after that that he was fucking gone. Yep. I think, I think right. honestly, I think looking at that retrospectively would was a big reason why he lost that locker room to the to the extent that he did but <laughs> now he's coaching team now he's fucking oh my god it's just brutal i can't believe it uh okay um, anyway back to the rask conversation back to rask. a little bit uh, real i mean real quick my my opinion is i it kind of mirrors what you're saying like until it happens i don't really have much to say but he's not going to providence unless he signs a deal there's no way like it's not like he's just going to show up there and be allowed to play games it's going to be an nhl contract i don't know what the dollars are going to be i don't know what the the length is going to be i'm guessing low money one year but beer yeah beer 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 we have about i think 2.5 mil in cap space mm -hmm. um there's still talk about Krejci. <laughs> I, I just want that to stop so badly i, Look, guess, I love uh, i love no. Krejci, but like everybody's got to just get off this fucking jilted ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend type shit with him like he left guys i would Stop love him back rex's instagram that's it dude like i i would love it if he came back he has no intention of coming back no intention yeah. so we need to just drop it it's not going to happen and also not for nothing dude crazy coming back doesn't solve all the team's problems what well, certainly helps though it would help would we're help. not winning a cup if if that's if that's the only play that we have 
Well, if Krejci and Rask came back, then oh baby, we we no, had them. Don't. We had them last year, and it didn't really work out. So we'll win uh, one round. We'll win believe one in round this. Let me believe in this. I still I can't believe <laughs> how wrong I was. I guess you I'm can't? still really high on Nosek. Um, I didn't like the four-board signing when it happened. I love the re-signing of Riley. Getting Howla, I was like, that could be interesting for spurts of the season. Like, he's not the most consistent guy. Foligno, I was like, eh, but okay. Mm-hmm. I really thought our bottom six would be vastly improved this year. And so far, it really hasn't been. No. And I'm, I'm still on the shock side of that. Like, I really thought there'd be, I don't know. The I, best I, parts I, of our bottom six have actually been the fucking call-ups. Yeah. Like that's, Speaking that's of, the most exciting parts. That's a great segue. The taxi squads are back. Yep. And we need mm. to abuse the fuck out of those. If we're going to have that many games in that many days, <laughs> we yep. need to abuse the taxi squad as much as possible. Yeah. I don't know if well, there's going to be caveat. another organization that's going to have a better usage of a taxi squad than the Bruins right now. I, do, I well, don't know caveat. who's going to be able to utilize it any better than what we need to utilize it as. Maybe Toronto because of the cap situation, maybe them. Because I guess the taxi squad doesn't count against the cap. Correct. Um, as long as you make under a million. Yeah, it's, it's, there's specific rules to is, it. Is but that the, the caveat? Yeah. As long as you make under a million. And also um, the cap, the taxi squad, as of right now, I can't. As of right now, it's until the All-Star break. I would assume they're going to extend that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, Rask is eligible to go on a taxi squad because he has not been part of a team since well free agency started i believe I, I can double check that but i believe he's eligible to be on he's not going to be yeah and in fact i don't think swayman will be either i think they'll send swayman down so he's still getting games and rest. Yeah, somebody like yeah he's definitely going to be he's going to become the one in providence and get as many fucking starts as possible because we're just you know, one injury away from having him right back up so and it's right. going to happen if we're playing that many fucking games and that many back-to-backs that are obviously going to be happening because Rask mm-hmm. coming back is to, after injury, getting thrown into playing two, sometimes three times within an eight-day span. These dudes are going to get fucking hurt. Yeah, this team's going. This team's in a lot of trouble when it comes to health, fitness. Because you you want to see them obviously put some shit together and make a little bit of a run, be a good playoff team. But dude, how how do you win a Stanley Cup? You have to be the hottest team and the healthiest team. We are not going to be the healthiest team going into the playoffs if we make it. There's no way. I, you got to imagine, this isn't funny, but you got to imagine Foligno's like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like his back <laughs> history, he's looking at his gauntlet like, I'm fucked, man. There's nothing I can do. I'll do yeah, my there's best. No way, there's no way he's not a healthy scratch at points during this run. Yeah, oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Do you know who's being brought in for him from the taxi squad? Oscar fucking Steen. Oscar fucking Steen. Oscar fucking Steen engine. Get him yeah. up here. We are going to see some steam action, some stud action. Is Lauko injured right now? I haven't looked into that. He did go down. I don't know how severe the injury is, though. And I don't know how severe it is right now, but this is is why he hasn't been up yet. Because this is the third time this has happened. Oh, we have terrible hip beacher. Like, our prospects just can't, just can't stay healthy, man. I don't see anything saying he's out or maybe there's a reason why I didn't hear anything then. Maybe it is, it is certainly possible. I mean, if, if healthy, I wouldn't mind seeing him for a couple of games or I don't, I don't know. Do you think he would be a taxi squad candidate? Yeah. Big time. I, I, yeah. He's, I he's yeah, been sure. in enough of our talks preseason and we really mm-hmm. thought we were going to see him by now. Yeah. Um, but obviously Steen and, and stud kind of took over yeah. Steen off of merit stud off of just being, Stud, thick. He, he Stud didn't really do anything to be like, "Hey, I forced my way into the lineup in the AHL." Like he, no. he wasn't mm-hmm. blowing it up down there. Steen was though. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andrew, we didn't get your take on Rask. If you want to throw that. Oh, out I'm just, quick. I'm just, I'm thrilled. It doesn't solve all of our issues, but I love me some Tuka Rask. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we're just at a wait and see point right now. Mm-hmm. But what do you guys think of the taxi squad's going to look like? I think it's going to be. I think it's. I think John Moore, Oscar Steen. Um, Does Moore Holman, make too much money for it? 
No, I, I mean, he can still be on it. He just he can still can't be, on be it. exempt. Uh, I think it's actually going to be Cliffy on it, though. I think John Moore is probably going to be the guy playing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they've taught, uh, Cassidy made a statement recently about how we'll likely see, with Zaboral's injury, we'll likely see more for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Taxi? Taxi's, huh? Senishin? Senishin. Huh. <laughs> did we ever cover the fact that he asked for a trade? I forget. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We definitely talked about yep. that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Look, I the taxi squad isn't really going to matter to me who's on it out of the gate because it's going to be a rotating group of guys. Rotating cast, yeah. Uh, which, unfortunately, probably speaks to the injuries we're going to have. But you can't have a taxi squad for a month and have the same guys on it the whole time just sitting on the shelf. I think it's like 20 days or something. Yeah. Which is a really fucking long time to not get consistent playing time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People like professional athletes need reps, man. To stay up to that speed, you need reps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get them. (laughs) Speaking of reps. No, we have to touch on this. We have to. Fabian Liesel. Mm-hmm. Missed the first two games of the World Juniors with Sweden because he had a non-COVID-related illness. The one prospect we have in this tournament, and we don't get to watch him play. And now we don't even know going forward when we're really going to get to watch him. Yep. Because this tournament is potentially going to have some a few cancellations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. U.S. already got canceled. U.S.'s game already got canceled. They had to forfeit that against the Czech, I think. We Swiss. Swiss. Oh, really? No. Yeah. They lost to the Swiss. one nothing. Huh. How about mm-hmm. that? Uh, I'm, I'm bummed about that, but I do want to touch on this a little bit. So mm-hmm. we have one prospect in the World Juniors. Does that actually say anything about our prospect pool? Like, honestly? I mean, it can be used against us in terms of the prospect pool. Uh, this podcast has done nothing to really promote our prospect pool. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about. It. We're didn't we have we had an episode over the summer where we were bottom five. Yeah, I still I believe we were, that. I think we were bottom three, yeah. like in terms of our prospect pool for the NHL. Yeah, three to f- bottom three to five. Yeah, it sounds it, right. <laughs> it's not great. It is not great, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, it, it does jump out at you that there's only one. And there's a number of teams that only have one guy. Yeah. Like, there's like seven or eight teams that only have one guy. So some of that is also circumstance. But, yeah, really, it really fucking sucks because right now, or at least up until today, uh, this, was, this was how we were getting our hockey fix by watching mm-hmm. these kids. And it's a lot more fun when you can say like, oh, wow, we have two prospects on this team and they're playing against another team uh, that has one of our prospects. Like we get to watch, we get to watch some dudes. Like we get to watch some, some future baby bees. You know what I mean? Like man, guys being dudes, guys fuck, being fuck, dudes, man. Fuck the Canes. They have 10. Okay. Glad you brought that up. <laughs> so this is my point. <laughs> I don't give a shit how many prospects we have at the world juniors other than Thomas's point of watching them. Mm-hmm. The Canes have 10, I think four of them are seventh rounders. Yeah. Do you know how many people who play in the world juniors actually go to the NHL and are successful? It's a very small percentage. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the age constraints that come into it, the last chance to play in the world juniors, that's part of it. Who you know ends up being part of it sometimes for some of the selections for this team. Sure. It is not a tournament when you go, do you, the, crazy talented, yes. It does not tell you whether or not your team is doing well drafting and prospect wise. It can hint at it, but I don't see I don't see it in a sense of like, well, why don't we have Ryan Mast in there? And where and where's mm-hmm. you know, like it's there's guys who are just starting their journey on it. And we haven't had a full cupboard of prospects in like six years anyway. And so yeah. We always have less than everybody else because we're trading away picks constantly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to the people's credit who are complaining, like, oh, well, why don't we have more players? I, you can go back a few years when we had McAvoy, and he was fucking player of the game in the gold medal game. That was amazing to watch. Like, that's ex- that's what you want out of your prospect to be the fucking guy in the gold medal game. You know what I mean? Yes. But, uh, but also, we're talking about a ten million dollar a year defenseman now. At this point, like, you're talking about an elite talent. Yeah. 
So how many, how many elite talents are we seeing right now in the juniors? That remains to be seen. We'll see in a couple of years. There's definitely going to be some Stanley Cup winners that are playing in these games. There's definitely going to be some, somebody who's in a, uh, a candidate for an MVP in a couple of years. But we don't know that. So yeah. all these seventh round picks, sixth round picks, there's a lot of third round picks, like whoever. It doesn't fucking matter where you were taken, unfortunately, unless you're a first round pick that fails, Zach Sennigen. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but like ultimately, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing that we don't have more players in the tournament. Uh, it's not incredibly surprising just looking at the uh, the cupboard and how barren it is right now. But there's a uh, and how there's, young it is in a yes. lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's under 20. It's the fucking world yeah, juniors. But, like, but I mean, we years. get a lot of 18 year olds that usually aren't going to get chosen for the world juniors. They try yeah. to get the 19, mm-hmm. uh, 19 year olds. And is it under 20 or 20 and under? I think it's, it's a stupid question, but yeah. like, I feel like there's 20 year olds in the tournament, too. But yeah. uh, I don't I don't know the exact uh, date, like birth date cutoff, but yeah, it's out there I know the cutoff gets a little weird. Like there's some people that just barely. Yeah. It's yeah. like that asshole 13 year old who's still playing in your little league. And it's just like, bro, you should be playing for like middle school now. Like get out right. of here, bro. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my Danny birthday Al- falls on this. Yeah. The Danny Almonte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid that's like already had his growth spurt. He's six foot four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He drove to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see you ever see bench warmers where he's, he's got, got the beard yeah. he's got the paper with the i, I am 12 written in crayon on yeah. it yeah. <laughs> uh, i fucking love that movie man yeah. it's a good one uh but yeah i'm, I'm disappointed it, 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 overall i'm disappointed right now because the world juniors are arguably it's it's one of my favorite tournaments period like and that includes like the NCAA basketball tournament is always really exciting because it's like close games. Teams actually play defense in college basketball as opposed to the NBA. Just to circle back to the Olympic talk, were any of you guys actually excited about the Olympics this year? No, I didn't really give a shit. It wasn't even on my uh, radar yet. Yeah. It wasn't really on my radar, but what happens every year, every year the Olympics are coming up is that they're not on my radar until they are. Yeah. And then it's USA, USA. Yeah. No, then, I, that, I, at that point, I dig into my closet. I've got a USA jersey and, of course, the, the three crowns for the Swedish jersey. Uh, and I yeah. go back and forth Great with those a little on. bit. But, yeah. I but, tend to miss the entire preliminary. Like, yeah. it, it comes around. I'm like, oh, cool. That's on. I should catch a game or two. And it just never. Nice. <laughs> no one can see that. We're not. <laughs> yep. My first first tattoo is the three crowns. Uh, nice. That's sick. Uh, but yeah, I, I just it comes around, and then once it starts to get to the more meaningful games, I watch. I'm very fair weather, I guess, when it comes to the Olympics. I don't know why it's just never been something that. I mean, my favorite hockey story of all time is the 1980 Olympic team. Yeah. Um, but that's that's arguably, and I don't even know if that's arguably. I think that is the best sports story, or at the very least, best hockey story ever. Mm-hmm. Like, what better storyline is that? It's the best 100%. ever. Mm-hmm. So good. I, I had to do an inspirational speech one time for a job I worked at. And I literally, I didn't go word for word or anything, but I used the miracle as like an example in it. And it was so fucking dumb. And I've got a whole, like, I've got a conference room of dudes and suits that I'm talking to about this. And it's just, oh, it was great. I have Probably, embarrassed myself. It would have been way more effective if you just had a whistle and just kept going again. Again, <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, all right, boys, we're for? doing bag skates. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the legs feed the wolf, boys. That's right. I gotta go watch that movie right fucking now. I am I mean, pumped. It's not really much else to watch in terms of hockey right now. So, I mean, there's a there's a couple there's of some games, games happening. We gotta, we got. Well, Bruins are Bruins are playing on Sunday. We think. Yeah, possibly. Is it really Sunday that I have yeah, to? Yeah, and it's a back-to-back. It's Sunday. It's uh no, it's Saturday, Sunday. So we Saturday, got the, sorry, we get the Sat- Sabers. Saturday. We get Sabers, and then we get the Red Wings. Oh, good. good. <laughs> One o'clock games each. That'll be. We're just like, yeah, we miss hockey. Oh fuck. <laughs> I am gonna be so hungover for that Buffalo game. Jesus, <laughs> it's New Year's Eve on Friday, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm working yeah. both days, so I can't get hungover. Oh, well, that's you. You can if you're creative. <laughs> I mean, I woke up one of my morning. bosses listens to this podcast, Thomas. My fault. <laughs> I, I had 
I had four beers last night and I woke up this morning with a headache. Welcome. Welcome to your mid to late thirties, my friend. This oh my <laughs> God. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? It was, I felt, I felt like I got cheated. It's like, I have four, I didn't even feel slightly intoxicated. I just ended up getting a hangover anyway. Yeah. Drink water, dude. Yeah, dude, I did. Yeah, sort Drink. of. Here's a bottle of water, DeBrusque. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I gotta do next time I'm wearing a. Next time I'm out drinking, I should put on a DeBrusque jersey just to remind me to drink yeah. water. Just I'll look at it. Like, hydrate. Gotta hydrate. <laughs> I don't. Dude, can like I get water. a coke? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get can a I get a with a hot dog? I'll go Phil Kessel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till Phil Kessel is a Boston Bruin again. Uh, oh, stop great. it. Let's <laughs> move on. Shut, the, shut the door on that one, please. Uh, <laughs> do you guys remember that commercial that was on Nesson where it's like, I'm into Kessel, yeah. I'm into Kessel. Do you, do you remember that? No. Yeah. I'm going to have to try to find it. You had a fever dream. That's it's not right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I miss the old commercials and the OV commercial this year was so good. Uh, yeah, was the, so the, ones, the one uh, where they're eating cereal on the couch. Yeah. That was the best hockey commercial in a long time. In like 12 years, they yeah. used to do early 2000s. They did the stupid ones with like young OV, young Sid, young mm-hmm. Kessel. Like they did these, like they ran in. Do you remember the one where Kessel's on the fucking uh, hall, the hotel cart and he runs into the wall and he like punched a hole. Uh, I brought that up before on this pod, but like those were so funny. Marshan doing the working at the stick store at the Bauer <laughs> store. He knocks it all down. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I remember that so one. So good. I miss that cheesy shit, man. Yeah. No, the OV the OV one was real. The OV one was really funny, and his wife was really funny on it too. How come mm-hmm. he always has to be here for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfect finish to that. Honestly, like I always, especially with OV, like you go back to like this is Sports Center commercials. Oh yeah, Where he's like making the copies, and then he's like talking in Russian and shit. So the Russian spy who was pulling him up to the ceiling. I don't remember. God, it was it was it was a goalie, wasn't it? It was no, I think no, it was a uh, Semen. Was it? I think it was. I think it was Alex Semen. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> that was close. Too close. Or as, <laughs> or as, or in my old play, or in my old PlayStation, uh, the NHL 2K games, they used to call him Alexander Semen. There we go. That's, I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least you don't have a player that you said the wrong name for his entire career. And then after his career, he goes, no, it's Samsonov. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> how long was your career? You never told. Okay, great. <laughs> didn't everybody, didn't, didn't Brad tell everybody how to pronounce his name? And then we did it for a year and then just went back to the old way. To this day, no clue how to say it. I say it different every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Marchand or Marchand, I say it different all the yeah. time. I'm the asshole. Like I don't. And if I ever met him face to face and he hit me in the face for it, I would cherish that moment. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! To get punched by Brad Marchand, you would cherish. You would Marchand? cherish that moment for any reason. He punched you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want him to lick me more, but you get right. that, you know. Hey, all I right. just made a video top ten hottest Bruins. Like I, I'm, I'm I can't all believe in you this. fucking did that. Oh, it was so fun <laughs> to record. And I had I had such a great comment from someone. They put down there like, I'm glad to see someone who's comfortable enough in their masculinity or whatever word they use. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it never really came to mind, actually. I just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't give a shit what people think of me or anything. That's funny. I only had to delete one comment. I was really afraid of some hateful shit. Like, you know, there are people out there that do stuff and say things. Yeah. Only one comment. It was like 50 something comments. Only had to delete one. Nice. I mean, really? I wanted I, I wanted to comment on the fact that you actually put Derek forward on the top 10. What the fuck is wrong with you? Dude, I, he's actually, he's not a bad looking guy in the right light. <laughs> in the wrong light, he is. <laughs> Stay with Taylor Hall, actually. The wrong oh, light, the wrong like, light is the, the yeah. wrong light is whatever light is reflecting off of Charlie McAvoy across from him on the defensive oh pairing. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of people that got mad at me for not putting chubby cheek Mac into the top 10. I didn't have DeBrusque or Mac. And the people were like, what the fuck? I'm like, maybe I don't like the young looking guys. I don't know. Well, Dabrowski, well it's because DeBrusque and Charlie and to a lesser extent, Tread Frederick have their stands. They have their stands and they are they hardcore about it. Mm-hmm. So. I did make a mistake. I forgot to put Olmark in there. He would have been top five, I think. <laughs> Dude, dude's a fucking rocket. He's a beauty. But uh, 
Thomas is just like mistakes happen. (laughs) I can't tell you how fun this was for me personally, as I'm just scrolling through like their pictures and my search, my Google search history is weird now because I'm like Derek Forbort shirtless. I'm trying to find like a sexy one. Couldn't find that. (laughs) I got some Charlie Coyle shirtless though. Yeah. Uh, So good stuff. Oh my God. Did you, oh did you get God. any assistance from the girlfriend or was this all she was mad at me she's like where's mac like she uh, was <laughs> one of the biggest ones like what the fuck and i'm like really that's what that's what gets it going is that's beautiful chubby cheeks man they get the ladies i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it uh, he i can speak from experience i could speak from experience the ch- the chubby cheek baby face look always always good works. for you man. When it doesn't. I, I look like a homeless <laughs> man all the time and for some reason that works <laughs> Gentlemen, I said at the end of uh, last week that uh, I wanted you guys to start thinking of some Bruins-related New Year's resolutions. So, uh, Ian, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've got we've got a big couple months in front of us, and uh, this is episode 51. Uh, nice from 51, by the way. Nice, uh, Trump. Next week is going to be 52, and uh, that means that we've done this for a fucking full year. So a little bit of an anniversary episode, but right now we are uh, we're staring down the end of 2021 here. So let's get some uh, let's get some resolutions. Ian, go ahead, brother. It's resolutions for the team, right? Like we're just Bruins related in general. Bruins related. Um, okay, so I definitely did the homework. Definitely uh, wrote down resolutions. Um, all all prep. <laughs> All prep. All prep. <laughs> Good job by me. No, I think if anyone, if there's one Bruins resolu- resolution I'd have, it would be probably Taylor Hall finding his finish. Right? Like that's, that fixes so much if Taylor Hall turns into the player he was for the second half of, of last year. Uh, that's, that's to me, the, the biggest resolution on the team should be Taylor Hall finding some finish. I'll agree with that. Uh, I'm I, from a player standpoint. I'm leaning more towards Riley picking this shit back up because now that Zaboral's out, his role's a little bit more solid. Uh, we're gonna need to rely on him a little bit more, but not even just on the defensive side. Like his ability to actually get involved on the offensive side is is honestly it's super important because there's a lot of offensive dudes that we need to pick up right now. Hall being one of them, man. Like not scoring fucking five on five goals for months is just we can't have that yeah it's been a long time since you had you we've heard or seen on twitter the whole taylor hall's a boston brew and it's it's been a minute because he hasn't fucking given us a goddamn reason to do that but yeah i would say riley and then from a personal perspective as far as bruins go like i'm making make it a goal just deal with the trolls less on twitter and all that stuff not get roped into the frustrating ends of Bruins Twitter because it's fucking toxic, man. There's a lot of just just not only just shitty takes, but just people with nameless or faceless accounts that just want to shit all day on either this team or the organization or other fans for their opinions. And it's just, it's frustrating, man. Like, we do this podcast to have fun. We do this podcast to get to fucking vent and bitch about a team that we care way too much about. But there are other things in life that are just as important, if not way more important, than constantly complaining about the Bruins. There's other sports too. I know. Yeah. I know hockey's our focus, at least for the three of us. But there are other sports. There's other teams. There's other avenues, passions, music, whatever. So, just throw yourself into that, and Bruins Twitter just has to chill out a little bit. So, one of my resolutions, as far as Bruins go, is definitely to kind of pull back on interacting with just toxic people on on twitter yeah i'd agree with that i've actually feel like i've been doing pretty good of not responding to shit yeah stuff that i don't mind people disagreeing with me and i know you feel the same mm-hmm. uh, but the name calling stuff and and stuff i'm just like i don't like as soon as i see someone say senate shit i'm like yeah ah, that's so not clever the senate shit and the mm-hmm. debust and shit, you know <laughs> i mean both so both the bust and Senesha has said this, and so did what is Zaborals? What is Zabum? Zabum or Zabust? Okay, uh, all three of them have said, "Yeah, this fan base has made me feel like shit." In nicer words, 
but they've all said like yeah it was really hard being on social media for the first two years after being drafted there some of them it continues to be hard so so Boral did the smart thing and just deleted all of his socials yeah yeah i really wish more players would do that especially twitter because you know i still follow this rule i i'm on twitter just so i can talk to people more because not everyone wants to comment on youtube and direct messaging is available on twitter but if you're a professional athlete nothing good comes from twitter you're only going to tweet something that you regret at some point that's the only thing that's going to come from it if if you're trying to build a brand there's other ways to do it or have someone else do it for you on twitter you don't even have to be the person twitter is not good for professional athletes it's just not it's not good for a lot of people man i mean it's not healthy for anyone but you know what i mean well it's uh it's a good way to drive it's a good way to drive content but if you're if you are if you are a professional athlete like there's a reason why they have symposiums to rookies and such saying here's social media etiquette you do well to follow it because <laughs> higher yeah. standard and all that jazz yeah andrew what's your uh, bruins related resolution here my bruins related resolution um i I think that's probably I think that's probably a solid one for me to for me to follow is to just not get sucked in as much. Yeah, you you get sucked in worse than anybody. Yes, <laughs> you you get in arguments with people. I don't I don't see the benefit, man. You, your heart must be going crazy sometimes. In anger. <laughs> like I read some of the arguments you get into, and I'm like I'm angry for you, bro. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you feeding this? That's 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 your personal battle, man. You enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's that that's my that's my cross to bear, but it's It doesn't my, have to be. It doesn't have to be exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's curse. the martyr of this podcast, apparently. Yes, I am. Yes. Yes. But if, what what would your um, what would your resolution be for like the Bruins? Pick I said Hall needs to find some finish. Uh Tom, we lost you a second for a connection of so the People listening to this don't have to be confused why I'm ex- re-explaining that. Um, but I said Hall needs to find his finish, finish. Thomas said Riley needs to get his game back. Um, what would your player resolution be? Grizzlick and McAvoy go on the top pair and fucking stay there. That's fair. That's a Cassidy one. I like that. That's yeah. mine. That's yeah. mine. If if I didn't go the, the Riley route, it would have been Cassidy to kind of step up and kind of reclaim actual fucking control of this team but I think we harped on him enough in the last episode that I just decided to leave it alone that is a good point though Casty's probably benefiting from this break most I mean I don't feel hot when you have that kind of that slow down of pace for a little while people kind of cool off a little bit he's probably benefiting from this break yeah for sure that's that's why that's why they uh they framed it like it's it's a new training camp yeah. it's for them too god this sucks guys i fucking i miss the hockey and i it's not like i'm looking to get busier in my life but i i was trying to i was thinking about making a video today and i was like what the fuck am i making a video on like what i'm gonna talk 10, about how Lee bottom Sellis 10 said? ugliest bruins carson no, Coleman, patient zero there <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really didn't want to do a full ranking of all the Bruins because I didn't want to insult people, and I still insulted Coolman in the video because I'm a dick. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he doesn't watch the channel. So you're a conscientious <laughs> dick because you're realizing you are being, being a dick. So that's the first step. I think Thomas is right. Maybe I'm just soft. A soft, <laughs> thoughtful dick. <laughs> but yeah, but a soft dick doesn't get anything done. That's the problem. <laughs> like you, I still gotta have some, you know, have some heat. soft. Soft dick doesn't get into any trouble either, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> When you're pushing rope, all you're doing is pushing rope here. Oh, God. The visuals <laughs> here now. Thank you. Thank We've got two that. games to predict. You want to do that real quick before we wrap this episode up? Let's I guess we technically it. do, don't we? I mean, we, theoretically, we can fucking predict way more. It doesn't even matter because we've got Saturday, <laughs> Sunday day games. We've got a Tuesday night game, a Thursday night game, Saturday, Monday. Like, we're. It's going to be nonstop. So I say we just concentrate on getting through this weekend and uh, 
hopefully let's, hopefully we even play these fucking games. That's all that matters to me. So let's let's one start last with week. Nobody. No one. We, we avoided. <laughs> um, oh, you uh, actually the week before. Yeah. Let's do Tuesday too then, right? Like, let's throw, throw we'll the Devils probably, game in there. We'll try to record Wednesday probably. So that's okay. Or Tuesday that after the good. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got Sabres at Bruins on Saturday at one o'clock. Then we have Bruins at Red Wings, another one o'clock game. Cause it's not just bad enough to do back to back, but let's do back to back day games where you're traveling in between. So Right. Uh, and then we head back to Boston for Tuesday. So hopefully they get a, a lot of fucking rest on Monday. Yeah. Sabres Bruins. Ian, kick it off. But that is going to be a 4-1 dub. No, 4-0 dub. We're shutting them out. Okay. Uh, I was going to say 4-0. Fuck you. How do I do this every uh, every so- time? I'm so good at it. So we'll do we'll do three zero we'll do three zero dub. Okay, Price is Right bullshit. Oh wait, no, that works for my favor. That works in your favor. <laughs> I'm gonna go three one win. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thomas just we're... cannot bring himself to predict a shutty. No, it's, um, I've been burned by it too much. He's smart, unlike us. Yeah, he's smart. Uh, then we travel to Detroit. Here comes a loss. We're gonna lose three one right back. Uh, okay. Red Wings, Red Wings. Uh, I don't even know if they're they're healthier, but I don't feel good about playing a fucking day game after traveling to Detroit. I predict a two-one Workman like hard hat overtime win. OTW, love mm-hmm. it, guys. This is a six to two fat clapping dub. Okay, that what are is, you me? Well. I hope not. No offense. <laughs> None taken. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Yeah. Uh, who do we play on Tuesday? Let's move that right along. <laughs> Devils. Oh, okay. Devils. I have. I, I have an interesting feeling about the Devils. It feels like Lindy Ruff is about to get fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of growing sentiment around Devils fans that they Lindy, were supposed to take a step forward this year and they have not done they that. Have not. This is a Lindy Ruff coach team, so of course they haven't. What a difficult fucking division that is. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a three-one. I'm gonna go with a three-one win, and Ruff is fired right after. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to go with a three-one loss. It's um, it's the Devils guys. We can't score on them. Mm-hmm. They made a deal with the, the Devil. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right, Thomas, please go. Two-one <laughs> two loss. Yeah, you you agree with me on that? It's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I hate, I hate all playing. The, well, that's the thing. Like when whenever we play the Devils, and specifically when we play them in Newark. It feels like we're playing. Remember, remember two years ago, we just could not be Washington in Washington. Mm-hmm. It's kind of become that with the Devils. It's a team it's that we should always be. Last time in Newark, yes. Okay, we well, did, didn't we? But it still feels like that, right? It still it, feels like we have yeah, that until we start getting over that hurdle on a consistent basis. I just don't you feel good when we play that team. Okay, I get that. All right. So, and unfortunately, this team has not been the pillar of consistency for us this year. So, unfortunately, I have us losing two out of the next three, but I'm, I'm ready to be proven wrong. That will make my rope extremely hard. It gets we, a, lot, uh, a lot more difficult to push that way. <laughs> well, no, it's not. It's a lot easier. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier. <laughs> well, I don't know. The act of pushing just rope. Anyway, we're not going to get into the semantics of that. <laughs> I really wonder what percentage of our listener base is female. Um, Probably uh, less <laughs> less moment episode. in the episode. <laughs> Again, I'm Just You Know Why on Twitter. There is a tip button on the upper right-hand corner of my Twitter. <laughs> We're if, fucking sellouts. If you guys... No, no. You want me to be a sellout? Bones Coffee. Sponsor me, you bastards. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by FanDuel. <laughs> it wasn't, though. It wasn't. FanDuel, you're not getting that for free. It was not brought to you by FanDuel. All right, that should do it, right? I think, I think we've all... 
Yeah, I've got nothing so left. I just, I just want to watch hockey again. And uh, I miss it. Yeah, come back to me, boo. <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. I hope you guys have some some sort of fun plans. Uh, I'm just gonna get hammered. I'm yes, working, so no. Yeah. All right, well, me and Thomas will have one for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. All right, go bees whenever they play. Go bees <laughs> if they ever play. Yeah. That's right. Later. Later. Yeah.